welcome everybody to our second episode of Push to Talk. We need some sound effects now when I say that. <laughs> well, but, you have a whole intro uh, music. Have you not listened to your own show? You have your own what? intro music for the show. You didn't even inform me of it. Oh, you no, yeah, it. I picked it out. No shit. I, oh my God, guys, I, I need some. I need some fireworks. I want some fireworks and some bangs, you know, give me like a... Like it's a, a pretty upbeat too. I, I I need like Captain America's shield slamming against Thor's hammer sound effects. Okay? I mean, I could literally just take that sound effects, put it in here, but it's not going to be great in case Marvel comes after us. <laughs> I don't want I don't want you know Disney knocking on you the know, door. That was going to be that was going to be this going to be a, a interesting intro already because now I'm already having questions. I was going to ask you one day mm-hmm. if I wanted to add some Star Trek shit. You know, like sound effects, like sound effects and noises and whatever that will probably get caught somehow. Right. Well, we could add the sound like, effects and stuff for... like that. This is a great conversation for anybody interested in, in content creation. Yeah. Uh, you could add the sound effects if they're um, mimicked, like if they're not necessarily the exact Star Trek sound, but somebody made a similar mm. one. We have to it's, we use a common license. We have to give them credit for it or buy it from them. Like like our theme song, all our theme songs, all the music we use, we bought the rights to them um got it yeah and so or if it's if we're just using straight up like star trek sounds we could use those um and generally they're cool with it especially if i think if you like if you're reviewing if you're reviewing something you can use them if you're using them as like your own like my starship happens to have the same sounds as voyager uh, that you can't do it. i think you're fine okay okay what's gonna show up so they come after us it. and i get excited because yeah. i get to talk to the people who make star wars and star trek like that'd be cool <laughs> yeah, <right. So> that's <laughs> we're suing you oh my god yeah. but you worked on star trek <laughs> that's like uh paramount one time uh we, we were posted an early image from mm-hmm. a fucking sherlock holmes movie with will, will ferrell in it uh paramount came after us and i was like oh that's cool we got a cease and desist from paramount that's so neat <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the reason why I bring, uh, real quick, bring up Star Trek, this is going to be our plug into episode three. We're going to talk about a lot about Star Trek and then episodes that I've watched and I've graded myself as someone that hasn't seen anything of Voyager. He's new, but, but now, he's like a I fan. said, we're on episode two. And episode two, our, uh, kind of like our main topic we're going to be in and why I brought Frank uh, back on again is that we listened to an audible book um, of Sandman. In October, which was kind of, I think, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of. It's kind of hard to get through, but what it is is basically like a comic version. Well, a comic being told and not an audible, audible version. Audible well, version. And, and they did yeah, the drum so. presentation too. So actually, different voice actors, stuff like that. Really good ones. I had a yes, yes, really good ones. I can't remember them all, but yeah, yeah. Um, so we're gonna talk about that. But as always, if we could get our uh, geek questions we, of the day, we will. I just want to mention real quick. So we we actually recorded mm. this review for the Sandman. Back in like November or something like that, the recording came really bad. And then it was like, okay, we got to do this again. And we just kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. We haven't been running any Audible ads because we're like, well, it's not fair that we run Audible ads until we have Audible reviews out. So this is the return of the Audible yeah. book club. Uh, I don't know if we'll always do them and push to talk, but we will continue to do them from here on out. We're yeah. just catching yeah. up. So this one, and then we have uh, Days of Future Past is the next book we're doing. That will be the following week after this one comes out. It may be on News of the Week, though. Um, so we're going to catch up, guys. All right, here's your first Geekbox question. Would you be able to destroy the One Ring? Oh. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of tough because then I would be like, okay, well, it depends how I feel because I don't want to be like Frodo, right? And he gets right. all jacked up and stuff, and I don't want that feeling. But then will that feeling happen? But I get so addicted to him as well. And now I would love the power for sure. Right. Um, I'd probably use it for evil because that's just who I am. Uh, but 
Um, now nah, fuck it. I'm keeping it. I'm ruling everything. See, it's it's oh, funny. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually Gandalf is the one I would use as an example for this because he doesn't want to take it because he says that his intentions would be good, basically, but it would use him to do evil. And I would I imagine that my my mindset would be like, well, I'll take the one ring and I will unite the world and create justice and it'll be really great and yada, yada, yada. Not knowing that I'm actually, you know, becoming a dictator, you know, but I know yeah. my personality would be like, oh, yeah, I will take that ring and I will do good with it. And Gandalf, he's so wise and powerful because he's able to realize that it would use him in that way. And I would be like, uh, no, I'm too dumb. <laughs> I'll just be a good guy. Let me <laughs> yeah. be the next superhero and stuff like that. So I would take it for sure. Yeah. All okay. right. Ready for the next one? Awesome. Awesome. Next one. Which tabletop games do you take on vacation? Chess. I love a good game of chess out on the beach. Like, like you know, when we go camping or something like that next to the beach or something like that. Good game of yeah. chess. I, I love it. It's good stuff. What about you? Yeah. Uh, I In the past, I've done chess before as well. I've even tailgated at uh, football games with a game of chess. I used to have like the Transformers chess. So it'd be kind of cool. You got the Decepticons on one side and the Autobots on the other. Nice. But I think now is uh, I got hooked on to uh, this um, uh, Monopoly card game. Monopoly Go, I think wow, it's just what really? it's called. And it's like a super fast version of Monopoly. So you basically just have to get uh, three or four sets of uh, like the all blues, all purples, whatever the case may be. As long as you complete that set, okay, that's locked in. But then it's like the wheel. There's no like wheel in the deal. And it's more like, hey, I got this card. I'm going to take away your your two purples for one of my property. Kind of stuff like that. Uh, but it's really neat. I like it. We'll have to play it together. We'll have to check Is it, it out. Is it called like Monopoly Deal? I think that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. I'm adding to cart right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if you want the same, it's not the same feel, Musical. but at least you're playing Monopoly and it's like, you get through the games a lot faster. Okay. I like that one. The, the history yeah. of Monopoly, like by that. the way, guys is very interesting. It was actually invented by a woman who was trying to say that Monopolies are bad and that people are like, and there was like two plays, two ways of winning, of playing it. You could play it to where like, oh, we share all the money and all the land and everybody wins or one guy's greedy and asshole. And the idea was that like, oh, but that's the bad way to play. But then when people started like making their own versions of the game, they're like, yeah, but that's the fun way to play. <laughs> and so it's a whole thing. Yeah, right. It's a very interesting history behind Monopoly. You guys check it out. It's really cool. <laughs> do you want to do one more card since we got through those ones pretty quick? Yeah, let's do it. Let's oh, do one it. more. We got elves or dwarves. Which one would you rather be? Elves or dwarves? Oh, that's all. Oh, man. Elves. Fucking hot as shit. I want to be <laughs> hot with them. <laughs> I I do yeah. like dwarves. They're very cool, but elves all day, man. Yeah. They're just too awesome. Yeah. Especially like yeah. Legolas, man. What, like, oh, man. I remember very well the behind the scenes, like vignette on WB, when they showed that scene where Legolas like gets on the horse, but he grabs it from underneath and then he flips on the other side. It was just like that. That is me. I want to yeah. be that so bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I have the... I have a very dwarf body type, but <laughs> I would much rather be <laughs> an elf. For sure. I think I think what gets me is the way of living. So it's like I'm all about the scenery and kind of like a I wanna say it, but like a little bougie high maintenance or whatever when I go out and, you know, pay for like hotels, or whatever. Yeah. So like when you go see like I'm basing off let's just say Lord of the Rings right now. When you see awesome. the the way they live in the environment that they're in, it's like, holy shit, that is gorgeous. Yeah. That's where I wanna be, you know, really. More than anything else, yeah. so dwarves are always dirty. Definitely that. They're always dirty, and it's not comfortable. But <laughs> no, nobody wants to be all dirty. But, but um, um, what would be? Would you? Okay, so I was gonna say, the only thing I would trade that for is living in a hobbit hole. 
Oh just yeah, in that dude. land. Oh, With man, those books lining too. the walls and stuff like that, like <laughs> freaking Frodo and and Bilbo live in luxury. That's like my perfect decision right there. They they got the man, smoking up pipe yeah. out on the front lawn, and yeah. then you go inside and you got <laughs> cheese and books and fireplace. Like that is perfect. Yeah. Oh man. And their way it was their living is so. Uh, uh, there's not a care in the world, you know, yeah. until, you know, Frodo wanted to go on this adventure and then whatever, but everybody else was probably like, he's, you know, doing this crazy shit with the ring has to destroy it, but I'm still like smoking a pipe on my front porch. Like, I don't give a shit what's going on out there. Yeah. It, well, it's real funny. Um, like in the books, they do a good job of pushing this. Uh, they're his family's thought of as like freaks almost the, because they're like, Oh, they like to do adventures and that's weird. Like we like to just hang out <laughs> yeah. and have parties and stuff like that and drink. And it's like, yeah, I'm cool with that too. Actually, I think it would be the rest of the guys <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, let them go fight smog. Oh, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>, it. <laughs> it's someone's birthday, and at the birthdays, everybody else gets gifts. So I was just like, there's yeah. birthdays. There's at least 365 of us. There's birthdays yeah. every day. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Oh shoot. I think uh, so. This kind of reminds me. I was reading this. I didn't realize, but um, oh god, what's the what's the what's the author's name for uh, Lord of the Rings? Oh my god, um, Tolkien. Jer- okay Jer- yeah Tolkien? yeah yeah so he made this he made actually like this huge universe on how like the lord of the rings like kind of happened so he made like this his creation of kind of like a heaven and hell and all this other kind of stuff now I, I was reading the book but i kind of found myself a little bored because i that's not what i was expecting really was i was expecting like, oh, this might be some inside of some more lord of the rings um can you s- i know we have the amazon show yeah. hopefully gosh if it comes anytime soon um is will there ever be and uh, okay let me ask this question first now is this amazon show it's going to be during after before what are we getting it's before right uh it'll no i could be wrong i don't know if we know for sure i think it is before because okay uh, what the book i think you're talking about is a cimmerillion which is kind of like the textbooky this is the world that you know it's like real big Um, yeah yeah I think it's going to pull from that. I think it will be before. I wish it was, honestly, I wish it was just Shadow of War. Like, do the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War yeah. games. That'd be fantastic. But I think it's going to be yeah. kind of about that. It's going to be the, kind of the prequel-y stuff. Can we, do you think we'll ever see Lord of the Rings expand uh, further, like in the future, in the future? after Return of the King? Like, anything after that? I don't know. And I, I kind of don't mind them not doing that because it just ends so well. Because the elves leave. So you're talking about a world where the elves aren't there, really. And then you're talking about where we have, like, this, you know, kind of, like, almost a perfect king. Everything just finishes off yeah. so well. But before that, there are many strifes. And there's a lot of really good story that's yeah. already written. I mean, like, the, the the creation of Sauron and stuff like that. Like, he was just, you know, he wasn't always this, like, foreboding God-like character. There was so much more to him. So, I mean, tell that story. There's so much there. Like yeah, that. yeah. And they do a good job, too, because, I, I mean, I'm, I don't know what it is with me. I haven't beat any of the Middle Earth games or Shadow of War, Shadow, Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. You need to... Fucking beat those games already. They're so great. I get so I don't know what it is, but it's You're like just I get too so much fun. Just done I like, oh, I have to stop because I'm having way too much fun with this game. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> it is too much fun. Let me just go back playing fucking Animal Crossing. Yeah, okay? I, need, I, so. I quickly need to numb my brain with some Animal Crossing and Tetris. I can't have this much fun. It's too exciting for me. My heart rate, no. You need to play those games. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you could go right into two, and I would be happy if you just played two. Shadow of War. Okay, so yeah, I put a lot of hours in into two because um, it was what was it free like on the Epic Game Store or some shit or whatever I got for free. And uh, I'm in no doubt about it. I'm enjoying it. I think and I and everything. I don't know what it is. It's just me just giving up on a game. Um, but 
those stories are so well done too. Like you're right though. Like this Amazon thing could have just been that. Yeah. And I've been totally yeah, fine yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, speaking of like books and whatnot, <laughs> we're going to go to our main topic of what we're talking about is a uh, Sandman that was uh, published by DC. This is kind of like the comic book, uh, bringing comic books to audible. And what really got my attention on this is like a super, I don't want to say interactive, but super, it has a cast. It has like these sound effects and, and, uh, being narrated. And some of this cast was, uh, uh I'm going to jack up all these names too. And I love this freaking actor. And I've said it multiple times on this podcast, but it's going to, uh, the main, one of the main characters, obviously John Constantine. Um, and it's played by Taron Egerton. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry, but he's like, yeah, I think that's he could play anything too. I said it right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, we have as uh, Morpheus was also the main character. I think that Sandman himself. It, yeah, that I'm is the main. Well, it's not the, no. Okay. Oh boy, I, it's been a bit since we listened to this. That? That's not the Sandman himself, yeah, right? but it Morpheus the main character. Yeah, Morpheus the main character. Okay, San. Oh God, I'm trying to remember all the spots. So know, anyway, <laughs> speaking of all the confusion, uh, we're gonna explain. At least for me, I'll explain my confusion on, of of this. But we have uh, James McAvoy, Andy Serkis is in this as well as uh, Kate Dennings um, is uh, is in this as well. So right off the bat, how do you, Frank, like uh, comic book coming to Audible? Comic book feel ish in a way. This. OK, so I think in general it will be good. The problem is, is this is a bunch of characters we weren't familiar with because we didn't read the Sandman before this. So I think if mm-hmm. it was like so the next one that we have, for example, has Wolverine and stuff like that. So. It's a lot easier mm-hmm. to be like, oh, yeah, that's what Wolverine would do. So it's going to be easier for us. Yeah. This one in particular okay. was hard because, first off, it's quite long. It's like 11 hours. Um, and it's a lot of characters that we're not familiar with. I think once we get to our like favorite parts, we'll find that it was these segments that were super freaking great. And yeah. the story was so disjointing because the idea is that, uh, you know, he was captured. He was brought back Morpheus. Um, now he's going to try to find these three three pieces to regain his power and his realm. Um, and so yeah. it is a lot of kind of like this, like traveling through different places and stuff like that. And that can be very disjointing. Uh, yeah. Like th- that whole part with here where he's in hell was freaking awesome. And that mm-hmm. story is cool, but because it's in between so much other stuff and little fillers, like Watchmen has like a lot of that too. Little filler stuff that was just kind of like, it's just not as good. I don't know. I know there's a lot of people listening to this right now. Like what? this was the best thing ever great cast it was actually read um by why well, well, i don't have the name right here gilman the guy that actually wrote the series is the one that was narrating it yeah Neil and gilman. so yeah thank you um so i i know that we're kind of on the outside of the norm here not liking this everybody else really seemed to like it, it was really good segments yeah. is hard that's that's the thing too because there was really scenes where okay so for instance uh i'm thinking there was a kind of one of our villain in a way our crazy psychotic villain uh guy who was okay do you remember okay shit do you remember this he was in the car with a woman and he had the woman drive him to like this facility um arkham arkham right i think he drove him to mm-hmm. um so and that scene was just like in a way we can really get you like oh shit like in suspense uh because he's talking to this woman and at the same time he's like oh i promise i won't kill you ends up killing her or whatever blah 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 spoiler but Scenes like that where it almost seems a little uh they they do a good job at putting the picture in your head. Okay, that's not that's not a problem there. And each one is uh sometimes a really dark picture, even when it comes to Morpheus like in hell or uh debating on how to get his uh was he getting the stones or some shit whatever back what is his 
Yeah, it was like he's his helmet and stuff. He's getting his he's getting all yeah, his, yeah, his okay. old armor. Yeah, yeah. It's his helmet. That's right. So I think that's perfect. But my issue was, and unlike maybe like most comic books, is that it had a lot of jumping around, like you're saying, this this disjointing story. So we'd we'd go like, okay, we're worried about Morpheus, and then we switch back to this crazy lunatic guy. I know, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the name. Mm-hmm uh him and then we're going back and forth back and forth back and forth it's kind of to the point where i remember one time like who who are we talking about right now and i remember saying that to myself like i really had to focus like where we're at again you know and there was a lot of that to me and that's what kind of was killing my vibe really with this with this yeah version it it jumped around a lot i think what what would have helped a lot is if they reorganized the story to where it was much more linear because yeah the the main okay so if you take out all the side shit and he just had the main story of Morpheus going around collecting his artifacts. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That is perfect. But instead, we had we heard a lot of um, you know the Corinthians kind of setting up for stuff, and um, it was just kind of it was it was a mess. But let's let's talk about some of the cast real quick because I, I do want to revisit the cast. Yeah. So I mean, the hell scenes were fantastic when we had John Constantine down there uh, going to hell. Uh, Michael Sheen played uh, Lucifer. And it's it's the Michael Sheen that you guys seen from like Thirty Rock and stuff like that. It was really great. Um, Andy Circus played uh, Matthew the Raven. Fantastic job as that. Um, Neil Gaiman, of course, he did all the narrating, and I thought he did a really good job as narrating. What do you think of his narration? Oh, I was totally fine with it. I mean, I think he it. it some narrators just have that voice, yeah. and I think this is one of them for sure to fit like certain movies or uh, books. And, Definitely. And I liked that he he made sure to add the uh, inflections and stuff like that that you could tell was from the man who wrote the story. Like, he knew what was important mm-hmm. and what he really kind of wanted to do really well. So he did a really good yeah. job as a narrator. Of course, we had John McAvoy playing Morpheus, which did this good job of kind of like, because Morpheus has, he doesn't have reaction until it's important. Like, he's almost like, mm-hmm. he's above all of us <laughs> humans, but yet yeah. he still has compassion for us, because he's, he's one of the few characters that actually has compassion for humanity, in a way. You know, yeah. he, knows, he knows that he needs us sleeping and dreaming. Um. We had, uh, yeah, uh, Taron Egerton, of course, playing John Constantine. We had Kat Dennings playing uh, Death Really Good. Riz Ahmed. So I'm, I'm not a necessarily a big fan of the Corinthian, but Riz Ahmed did a really good job as Corinthian. So, th- I mean, just super great voice acting in this. Um, wh- who did you think did the best job? Um, Dan, to be honest, because of how disjointing it was, I th- I'm gonna say the narrator. The narrator really like yeah. got me through th- through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, like I said, he just some narrators have that voice to to be doing audible. And I think uh, we had a really good job with uh, the World of Warcraft one. Uh, we did last our last World of Warcraft review, Shadowlands, right? Yeah, yeah Shadowlands. Shadowlands just that was all it was called, huh? And I thought she did a pretty good job. Um, so it's just that you have that voice, and that's what that's who really got me through this thing. Um, it's amazing that he's like the a, actual a writer. I just to... love that he's the narrator and the guy yeah. that wrote the story. So it's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you have someone you fell in love with? So I, 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 I want to shout him out one more time, uh, just because, and this is supposed to be my favorite one, was Riz Ahmed's performance because I'm not a fan of the Corinthian himself. I feel like mm-hmm. I don't know. He's just he doesn't interest me at all. But Riz did such a good job of kind of like giving him this like it's almost like just like pure evil coming through that voice almost and insecurity and like there's so many things coming through his voice and that's because you have a really good actor portraying portraying him i think he did a great job Uh, and then again with taron uh and his um and his john constantine there is this almost like there was this bit of arrogance to it kind of like this like 
yeah, I'm John Constantine. I go to hell. This is my thing. Yeah. Like, he's just cool like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did a really good job with that. And then John McAvoy, of course, he did a really good job of, of this kind of like monotone, superior creature being yeah. that was just, and his first, like, a lot of times he was frustrated. And he did a good job of like showing frustration and calm at the same time. So it was really a hundred percent. It was kind of like uh, one of the semi-opening scene, the very beginning where he was uh, being locked up, really. Mm-hmm. Right? He was being uh, not. I wouldn't say he wasn't torture or anything. No, he, he was being locked, locked up, and he just up, stayed yeah. silent for so long. Yeah. But then it was like when it, when it was time to talk, he just, it was like a a cool, smooth way of talking. Yeah. I think he just did. And then with Constantine too, I like how you um, when you when you brought him up is the fact that he's this mess, right? But then when it's the serious times, you know, it, it kind of flips. Mm-hmm. And then we could start being, you know, like, hey, shit, like, time to pay attention. Now, do you see, I mean, okay, so we got Days of Future Past, the X-Men 1 coming out soon. Right. Um, I don't I don't know the cast. Did you look at the cast? Did we, did we know anything yeah, about that's that? That's mostly or? no-name cast, yeah. Okay, so I'm curious if if this was a push and can we see it in the future, like a, like a, basically a movie movie uh star cast in an audible like are we seeing can we see this more often you think like what are you yes. what are you feeling now? uh so okay so spotify just made a deal with dc to do a series of these and oh, shit. yeah and the next one's batman and it's gonna be i oh, think it shit. might be the long halloween i'm not sure about which story it is but it already sounds like they're gonna be casting some heavy hitters for that uh Damn. because dc of course did the sandman too so they they they're taking yeah. it seriously I'd like to see them do a, a Watchmen because I think Watchmen is just such a great story and it really takes us back to like one of the earliest grittier stories. Um, full ca- yeah, but I think DC will do it. Marvel, so these Marvel ones that we're going to be, we're going to be dipping into. So when we're doing Days of Future Past, we're going to be doing like a few Marvel ones back to back to back. Just kind of catch up. We feel bad that we're, <laughs> we took so long to <laughs> support Audible. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to be doing that. We're going to be doing them like maybe even bi-weekly. It'll be fast. Um, so those ones, are they kind of have like a no-name cast, but they're also much more consumable because they're like two three four hours compared to this one was a nine hour 11 hour beast that yeah what's hard is when it's that long okay did you have a harder time focusing on this one than compared to a regular audiobook i think so because well okay so because of the 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 jumping around of the story where what was always on the back of my head was how long how much longer i have with this book so yes. with the combination of both of them, because the World of Warcraft one, the Shadowlands that we that we read was not eleven hours, right? It was like five, eight. Was it eight? It it was it was around nine. I think it was nine hours. Nine. Okay. So it was just like, but this it was just, well, it was obviously easier to follow because it was a normal book. But yeah, I just felt like we can just, I mean, tone this down. I mean, it felt like I was reading like a how to follow a. a con- Condemnium? Is that how you call it? Those really thick-ass comic books? Yeah, yeah. Which, that's what this is. This is a collection of multiple comic books. So, that's why... That's why I'm worried about comic books in general being turned into audiobooks, because, yeah, you have to jump around a lot, because they're issue to issue. And that's what this was. Yeah. You know? Now, do you... you, um... Do you... What's what's your ideal length of of an audiobook like this? That's hard to say, because I've listened to audiobooks in the past that have been, like, thick bitches 12 13 hour ones yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but and they're usually horror ones i love horror audiobooks because man mm-hmm. you're just like you stop what you're doing you're just like oh my god i'm so focused right now i'm kind of scared i, I love that it's great um 
so I, I think it all depends. I think if it's well, if it's done well, I think a normal narration where the person's reading, I think it's a little bit easier to listen to long term. This one I wanted to focus yeah. much more because of the changing voices. And so I think this one took so much more of my focus that the longer time felt more like an endeavor than it does when it's just a regular narration. Okay. So, okay, that's perfect. So now do you feel like if it was, it was, it was too much, like, would you want to see like, say days of future past? Let's just, let's just say I'm making some stuff up here. Would you rather hear a comic book be narrative as a straight story of like a normal book? Or do you want to still see this cast being brought in to act like a, you know, voice acting back and forth? I would like to try. Uh, let, let's let's revisit that question in a few in a few more of these, because okay. we've just gotten one. that's this okay. format uh, of a comic yeah. book. like this is our very first one. And it, again, I, I kind of feel bad about the way we're talking about this because it's so loved by so many. And here we're just like, yeah. just not for us. Really is what the answer is. It's just not for us. So. And I th- and, uh, yeah. And I think it's, this is a great idea of what they did because it was in a, in a way of in a, in innovating of uh, how we listen to audiobooks. Yeah. Um, because if you were to like the, I was so shocked to see this cast and that, that they were going to be talking back and forth that it got me super hyped. And then, uh, and then of course, as I listened to it, I wasn't, I mean, it could be like this said, and I mentioned this a bunch of times that the disjointed story, but I didn't know if I really liked it um, as much because you really were focusing on everybody's quotes. Um, That's correct. And then you had the narrator popping in here and there to kind of set that setting. Do you feel like this is uh, something that could be pushed to where we might, audiobooks might be, well, I know it's kind of becoming more of a thing. Right. But can it, can it be the next big source of like, media and storytelling yeah okay good question because yeah podcasts and audiobooks both of them are on the rise right and and we mm. see it from the numbers on our side but this version of audiobooks can this become the next big thing beyond that yeah radio dramas were big back in the day and i think that they have a place to stay but the amount of focus means that they have to be all of your attention audiobooks in general like even more so than podcasts i feel like i have to stop and make sure everyone that and caught that because i don't want to miss anything so, yeah. but this felt like it was the next echelon of that. So I, I don't know. I, hmm. Yes, actually, I do think it, it might yeah. be the wave of the future because because of the hype that it built. A normal audiobook is cool, but it's like we're more excited yeah. about the book coming out. This coming out was about the casting, the story that was already familiar. So yes, I think this could be the wave of the future because it would be retelling books that already came out, not necessarily for new books. Yeah. Do you think there's anything more that they could do with an audiobook? I'm trying to think of something right now, but then the only thing you could think of is pictures. But then at the end of the day, yeah. you're just watching a video, a movie or a no. clip of a yeah. comic book. I don't think there's anything you know? they could have done more. I think the reason this one didn't land with us is why I don't want to give our judgment until we do a few more of these. The reason this one yeah. didn't land with us is because Sandman by his nature, by, by the Sandman book's nature and, and Morpheus's journey is, is not meant to be very linear. Like he is doing something that's straight to the point. Like if you were to just cut out his story, you have a pretty linear story, but because mm-hmm. they're meant to be these fillers where you're learning about odd characters and you're getting these situ like the whole diner scene or something like that. It felt like it was almost out of nowhere until it ties in until at the very end. It feels weird at the time. And so you're kind of frustrated that you're listening to it. And then you're like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I think this particular story didn't lend to it. Well, but futures might future ones might. One thing I thought that was really neat was the sound effects and uh, the setting that it could tie in without actually having to super describe what setting we're in. 
Um, what? I mean, I'm gonna say, did you? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say you did really, because I think it was a pretty awesome addition. But did you actually enjoy that yourself, or do you seem like it was just kind of in the in the way? Like, would you rather just hear the commentary, or do you like the sound effects and the stabbing scenes? Kind of like every little gruesome noise. I liked them. I did like them. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, did. It did yeah. help with kind of like put me into the moment. It did. It did definitely do that more for me. For sure. And that's what I really liked about this one because what it uh, it really made me felt like I was there without with the additions that they had of telling me like okay this is kind of like where we're at now in a way. Yeah. But with the with the sound effects and and the kind of commentary back and forth, I really did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, that part of it. And maybe like you're right. Like maybe when we do get this X Men one, we kind of like could kind of kind of uh we know what characters are it is now it's kind of like when you're reading a book that's after the movie you know or you're you're going back to revisit the book and the movie already came out you can kind of paint like who's looking like who um and maybe that'll help out with the next one for sure um why why do you why do you know why or why do you think they picked sandman for this like why so someone kind of like way out there because well i I don't know. I think it's I think it's a character in a story that is beloved by comic book readers, but not told yet. And it's really hard because like, yeah, you okay. can tell a Batman story, which I'm excited for the new Batman one that they're working on. But everybody's kind of familiar with it. stuff like that. And it's it's been represented already so well. This one's actually getting a Netflix series off of based off of it. It's just not out yet. And actually, Gwendolyn Christie just got casted for it. That's Brianna Tarth. Sandman is. Yeah. We talked about this one. When oh, we first shit. Picked it. Yeah. But um, there's a Netflix, <laughs> there's a Netflix series coming out this year for it. That's how long ago when we picked it. I know, I know. I feel so bad. <laughs> We've had people on Twitter too, like, so when are you guys going to do that Sandman thing? It's like, soon. I promise, soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, when it didn't come out, that's the part is we didn't like the, we didn't like it. And then when the, when the episode got messed up, the audio got messed up, but then it was like, all right, we have to record that again. It's like, yeah, well, we will at some point. It was just like, we just weren't <laughs> happy about the book. So we didn't really want to talk about it again. Yeah. So yeah. it's unfortunate, you know. But yeah. Now bring you back uh to to Netflix. So what would you like to see for this one to really make it feel like, oh, this was super in unison? Would it be the cast? Because I feel like I don't think they're gonna be able to get I mean, who knows actually? I, I don't know if they'll bring this whole cast in, but oh my god. I so. If I could see all these people in one thing, holy well, shit. We already know that like, they, I would probably go back and revisit the audio. They, they just they just cast Gwendolyn Christie, so they we know they're not using this cast. Yeah. It's gonna be a whole new yeah. unique cast. I don't think it'll be a bad cast. So we're not. But I yeah. think it'll be. I think it'll be unique. I was kind of hoping to see like a uh, James McAvoy and then uh, Terry. Oh my god, my favorite fucking actor. James I McAvoy, Taren, uh, Egerton. But thing is, with James McAvoy, he would actually be a good costume. But James McAvoy doesn't look like Morpheus. You have to have somebody that would look a little bit closer to Morpheus. Mm-hmm. He sounds like a really cool Morpheus, but he doesn't look like him. So, I think they should go with a no-name actor for that one. Myself. Yeah. Yeah. Not even CGI can cover it up for you, huh? No, because he has to Anything? be tall and slender, Anything? and you know, uh, get the guy who played Saru from Discovery. He could be, he could be him. He's played, he's mm. in like so many movies, and nobody talks about how many movies he's in. It's pretty great, but yeah, really, is he in a bunch of movies? Oh, dude, yeah, he was the, okay. So he's the skinny fish guy from the, you know, he's not the voice actor, but he's a skinny fish guy from Hold Hellboy. On. Uh, oh, and you're gonna scare me. You're gonna scare me about that water underwater and or, that uh, one. He does that one too. Are you serious? Yeah. Damn, he's in a ton okay. of stuff. He's in a bunch of stuff. Anytime they need a skinny, scrawny they actor just, to be with a lot of makeup, it's him. <laughs> I was gonna say they just use him as a as basically yeah. a stature. I really, I, I really uh, like that. Guy. I don't, boy, if this is Discovery, so we'd be all over it. But yeah, I, I was, I'm trying not to branch into Discovery That's right now. Next but I episode, like next almost... episode of Push the Talk, guys, is going to be our yeah, big Star Trek geek fest. 
It's going to be a noob talking to two veterans of Star Trek. I'm excited for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm obviously the new one, so new fell in love yeah. with Star Trek right I now. I can't so. wait to take you to a convention, <laughs> man. That's It's different than like the conventions we've been to uh, for other things because you're like, oh, I just love uh, Tuvok. Okay, let's go talk to him. <laughs> you get to meet him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I got, I've got all their signatures up on top of me right here on Pez's and stuff. So, yeah, that'll be really fun. But that's, oh, that's so badass. Future episode. Um. God, yeah, I'm willing to go. And I will super prep for that too. Like I will like I'm doing right now. I'm killing these Star Trek shows right now. Yeah. So I'm yeah, I'm ready. I, yeah, I just just real quick, really. I gotta mention the tweet or the, the text message you sent to me and Jonathan. You're like, guys, <laughs> I just I wanted to do this in person, I wanted to come out to you guys in person about this and stuff like that. And then you're just like, I'm a super Star Trek fan. I've already ordered shirts and beanies <laughs> and whatever the hell else. You had a mask and you're <laughs> just like freaking out on I us. <laughs> I showed. Okay. So anyway, I text them my order of Star Trek, like merch. I don't tell the wife of Star Trek <laughs> merch I ordered. Okay. And I wanted to make sure I got one of everything um, from what I watched. Yeah. And I kind of, I cut one off. Okay. Because, okay. So on the Star Trek store, they have a bunch of uh, uh, Chateau Picard. Stuff, yeah, yeah, right? of course. Right. Like, it's real big holy right now. shit, I need those wine glasses and like the cutting board and shit. <laughs> like that's amazing. But basically, like what my my order was basically like, okay, here's lower decks, here's discovery. Yeah. Um, for some freaking impossible reason, I always lose a face mask. So I was like, okay, I'll get a uh, Star Trek uh, Discovery face mask, and then I got just the just the normal Star Trek logo, yeah, sweater. But <sighs> anyway, back to the man. I guess. <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe we have to do an audible of a Star Trek. John, well, Jonathan's. It's funny because he didn't listen to this one because he's been binging the Star Trek audible books. Oh well, you shit. didn't hear about that. Damn, I didn't. I, yeah. I, no, I. I didn't even know because. So I started. He's listened to like uh, five of them oh, already. He's like fucking flying gonna, to those things. We're gonna go. We'll put that okay, in the I'm future. Try to make this short with Star Trek. I'm trying. We're gonna do. I but, know. Uh, we're gonna do so the Marvel recently, ones next, and then we'll do yeah. the Star Trek one after that. Yeah. Anyway, so I was shopping. Uh, I was shopping books anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, I was kind of shopping of uh, some of this uh, Picard series books, just to kind of yeah. something different, whatever, and kind of explain the universe. But I'm kind of g- going to jump into uh, some like retail a little bit. Okay, so what kind of pisses me off, and why I think retail is somewhat dying. But I know like people, we need this instant gratification, of course, because I need to go out and get some right away. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, is that when I go on Barnes and Noble and look at a book? You know, and it's 35 bucks. And then you go on Amazon and obviously, you know, Audible, you know, Amazon, whatever, Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could get it for like 17. It's like, fuck, man. What makes you think like waiting two days or just listen to the audible book, audible, audible book is so much cheaper. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, holy shit, man. And then Come if on, you guys what, sign up Audible, by the way, <laughs> Audible trial backslash Geek Freaks or Geek Freaks. You guys want to help support the podcast? We'll mention it again at the end. Trust me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Then you just pay the, the like 10, 15 bucks a month. And then you're, I think it's $15 a month right now for the two. Um, and then you guys get two audible books, two audio books and all the audible originals you want, you know? So it's really great. Way yeah. to go. Oh, for sure. I'm, uh, when each book is costing uh, at least a minimum of like close to 20 bucks. And it's like, holy shit, man, like 15, you can get two for free. So, yeah. yeah. But with uh with this and seeing is there any um I was kind of thinking to myself like what what comic book would I like to see kind of get a really star cast and um and uh kind of do the same same formula and I think the only thing that would really re- intrigue me the most I'm kind of like trying to think of the these voice actors that did this and then the narrator as well is anything that's like a huge villain 
Um, and mine I was thinking of was like would be like a Magneto, Doctor Doom is is like I would love to hear like a Magneto's. Um, I'm trying to like picture a tone for him, and I'm thinking of like a kind of older, elegant, talking, conversational guy. I mean, kind of like what we see in like some of the video games. Like uh, I'm playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, and kind of like hear that. Right. And I could probably listen to that voice all day when it comes to that. Um, is there any like a uh, where you would want to branch off to to these? Uh, okay, I'm gonna try to translate what what you're trying to say because you're kind of bouncing around on me a little bit. Um, <laughs> is there a voice actor you'd want to say? Is there a voice actor I want to hear like read lines for nine hours? No, I just uh, I'm saying I'm telling why I pick Magneto and how I could like uh, uh easily listen to it and not have any issues with it. So that's I where see. I was going. So I think Magneto would be. I would like to see like big vil- villains. Uh, having their audio book for me, I see. and I just pick Magneto, oh, yeah, maybe Doctor really Doom yeah. or whatever. The Taskmaster right now um, is a good comic book run. He's doing the Taskmaster book would be really uh, audible book would be really. What good. F- what the fuck is up with? Ta- okay, so Taskmaster. Well, first, okay, let me get let me get your answer. Who would you like to like? Who would be your like? Oh, I'm gonna get this audio book day one. This is who I want to listen to. Uh, Gandalf, not a villain, but uh, Gandalf. I would love to hear. We were talking about him before. Oh, shit, but Gandalf, okay. the way okay. he like spouts wisdom, but yet is funny and humorous and just chill. Gandalf, yeah. Hmm. Damn. I was thinking of a comic book, but okay, cool, whatever. I know I'm bouncing my question around here and there because I'm giving my thoughts at the same time. <laughs> okay. So if you have Gandalf's voice, what comic book would he read to you? Oh, man. Let's see. Shit, that's another question. Gandalf's voice. Which 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 comic book? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What? Like, basically like Sandman. Okay. Yeah. What series would you want him to read to you? It's hard because it... For that particular voice, I almost want it to be not, you know, doom and gloom. Um, something more hopeful. Saga. Mm-hmm. Oh man, read Saga. Oh man. <laughs> I hate the fact that I brought this fucking Saga series to you, yes. and that I'm behind. And it... Jonathan's ahead of all of us. That pisses me. Jonathan's ahead of all of us. Yeah. God I just damn. borrowed his last books, so I'm like, all right. Yeah, is that over yet? Or he is says it, it's over, but I'm like, still... no, there's still some releasing. So I think he's surprised because he's like, no, the story finished. Right. And I'm like, they're releasing new stuff, so I don't know. Damn, you know what I was thinking about? Because I'm reading the uh, fuck, I'm gonna say this name wrong. Yet. Condem- continuum, continuum, like the, okay, the, the really thick ass yeah, fucking books, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. So I'm reading the last one of Walking Dead. Um, I'm just. And I know starting that's that, supposed actually. to be the end of it all. I'm just starting my compendiums on Walking Dead. It's funny. I just started those. The the comics. Yeah. I've never actually from the very beginning. Yeah, I just started the, mm. my first compendium. Yeah, that's why you're just ending them. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So I got in and I read the third one. I had someone let me borrow it, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, "Well, fucking!" I and I got one kind of like trade that's after the continuum three. So I was like, "Oh, fuck it! I'm just gonna get four. And, and then I know it, I know this is like the end of it all. So I'm kind of excited to read it. And it got me thinking, like, is there more out there? And one, one I really want to pick up that's like a Condemnia, the version of it, too, because I don't want to, like, read a bunch of trades or buy a bunch of trades and have them collected on a shelf, is a Oblivion Song. I started reading a couple issues of that, and then it kind of gave up on it. What? How do you, are you far into it? How do you feel about I, it, that? It's really good, and it will, it will be adapted someday into something. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Robert Kirkman, of course, what a genius. Um, give it time. It's still too new. But give it time, it'll be adapted. Yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll, they will make the compendiums for it, of course. Um, give it time. Yeah. It's Robert Kirkman. We're gonna find out. We talked about this when we, we interviewed. Um, I think it was D from uh, FTO. Uh, check him out, guys. He's really good. Um, we were talking about Robert Kirkman 
10, 15 years from now, we're going to look back at him like Stan Lee or, or uh, Jack Kirby kind of character that just like, created worlds that are so livable and, and just so neat. Of course, not as hopeful <laughs> as a lot of the Jack Kirby stuff, yeah. but um, yeah. really created these worlds. And yes, Oblivion sucks one of them. It's really good. And I can't, I can't wait because uh, knowing this too and kind of cleaning out my uh, comic books and shelf site, he's uh, chief of operations at Image Comics. And uh, he had a lot of work done or work he's done for Spawn as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like, man, this guy is just fucking, I don't know, like legendary. And it's just like, he needs to be on the podium with like a Stan Lee eventually here soon. So if you were to sit down and have a, uh, have a conversation with any comic book creator, just like sit down at a bar or coffee shop and have a conversation with any comic book creator, who would it be? Holy shit. Right. It could be writer or, I think we're going Stanley or Jack Kirby. So it could be either the writer or the author or the uh, illustrator. Okay. So I think right off the bat, because I'm such a huge spot fan, it would be Todd McFarlane. Yeah. And the only reason because of that, besides being a huge spawn fan is the fact that he's helped with Spider-Man. He's helped create venom also. So I would like to have a conversation with him. And it's like, how was the transition of like working with Marvel and creating these characters? Yeah to now what made you branch off what what was it that kind of said like okay well i'm gonna make my own character start image comics i know he's the president over there so how that all transpire yeah um so that'd be something super interesting and then i would ask him why is it so fucking hard to buy your toys okay so every time he releases, I watch his instagram videos and it's like oh you can get the special edition spawn from mortal Kombat and shit like fuck you don't know how frustrating it is right yeah. now okay so holy shit yeah uh who who would be who would be yours it would have would to be, be jim guy? lee just i kind of just oh, recently God. started following up on him about two years ago i think it was when he first started getting his punk pops yeah. i started really kind of yeah. looking into him and then of course now he's in charge of like so much of dc um the guy's an illustrator of course and, and he makes so many of the, the some of the panels that stick with me the most growing up and in recent comic books that I would want to talk to him about like what what inspired you to make these panels that that have stuck with me. So like you're what inspired you to make the panels that inspired me. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. like some of these things, some of these mm. images, there's one. Um, I think it's a hot girl. Yeah, it's hot girl image of his that I'm like this is begging to be a big fat back tattoo on me. <laughs> like it's just so yeah. badass. I don't trust. I remember you said that multiple times too. Now uh, it's yeah. just so cool and so. I would love to sit there and see what is his thought process on creating these images and can he give me some of his skills? Cause that would be really great. Yeah. I would appreciate that a lot. So what's it going to take for you to get this bag tattoo finally? Cause you've been talking about this for a long time. <laughs> <The> funding. <laughs> That's not going to be a cheap tattoo. Okay. <laughs> we, we need to start a GoFundMe for uh, Frank to get this bag tattoo. Okay. He's been talking about this hot girl back tattoo. Hot and girl? I, I've never seen the image. So you're going to have to send it to I me. Will, I will uh, send it I will, for years now. Yeah. I'll probably so put it we in. Need to, we need to get this guy tattooed up. <laughs> God. I've got one and it feels lopsided. I have one on one one arm and it feels lopsided. It's like there should be one on the other arm over there. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> that's how it starts. Yeah. And then you start to get covered. Exactly. <laughs> how, oh shit. So um, back to Sam, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I got I got uh, I don't know. I think I lost track after I think I'm above fifteen now, tattoo, so that's I don't crazy. even yeah, I don't even you know, count no more. Now it's just like, oh, yeah, I just need to get the arm done instead of like, oh, how many tattoos do you have on your arm? You know, kind of. I'm going to post this in Discord to you real quick, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Let me see this. Uh... This is 
you guys listen to the podcast, I might not even edit this out. You're going to hear us do this like long process of sharing a Jim Lee tattoo. <laughs> I'm oh, not necessarily, like, I like Hawk Girl. I'm not necessarily like a big Hawk Girl fan, but that right there is so freaking dope. Uh, that is pretty sexy ass. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Oh, man, with this Thundercats belt on. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's Nita. That's badass. That is cool, actually. Now, um, Hot Girl's getting her own. T- uh, going to be on the screen soon, right? TV. She's going to be is part be of the Shazam, or I'm sorry, Black Adam storyline. Oh, well, okay, that's I'm right. sorry. Okay, Hawkman okay. is, and we're presuming Hot Girl will join too. Okay. Okay. Now, would you like this? I know everybody probably can't see this image, of course, but this image of Hot Girl, like this is who is this your ideal of who would you like to see in that, like popping up right away in that movie? Yeah, this is the version of Hot Girl that okay. I think is the best version. There's a there's one from the DC animated universe that's really good too, where she's kind of. I like okay, so what I like is I like that they're taking Hot Girl and they're like, okay, 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 let's separate the Hawk Man from the ship, and just make her her own character, and she's so freaking cool. Because mm-hmm. Hawkman is cool and all, but I hated the fact that she was just his number two for a long time. And then when you got the animated Justice League, you saw her by herself and you're like, oh, wait, she's a badass. And then when you see like in comic books, um, Jim Lee's got a couple different hot girls that are just like, she's a freaking warrior. She's like, I mean, she just, I don't know. She she's They make sure to angle her wings and stuff like that where she's just a badass. And so... um Yes, I yeah. want those like sharp the metal wings. Sometimes they do the metal wings on her, looks super dope. Um, yeah. This so is, this is a good example of just maybe like, hey, we should ditch our original creation and maybe just the hot girls are taking over the hot guy image. Hawk like man, maybe yeah. we should just drop hot guy, man, hot man, and keep it as Hawkman, Sorry, uh, Hawkman. <laughs> I just like hot <laughs> guy. Hot guy sounds like a dude that hangs out at Starbucks. And is like, yeah, yeah, I got a lot of a lot of hawks at home. <laughs> i'm thinking it's like that uh the bird movie that michael keaton was in fuck what was that oh yeah it was uh, a birdman birdman that's a good ass movie <laughs> yeah it is uh. very good um but do you think like maybe it should just be re-image like maybe there shouldn't be another i think so uh, there's Hawkeye. there's a uh from justice league number three is a good Whatever. image of it's another jim lee uh that he made back in 2018 that is even probably more it's the it's the metal version i'll show that one to you later on but she's got the sword. She's got talons. Like, it's just a really cool version of her that, mm-hmm. yeah, like, let's use it. I mean, I think she's, it's hard to say because, yes, Wonder Woman's amazing. I like yeah. her more than Wonder Woman. <laughs> I do. As a character, like, as a silhouette mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. she's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. just not developed enough yet. Because she's from ancient Egypt. And she, like, that storyline of her from ancient Egypt, super cool. I don't like the one where she's, like, a police, policeman from another planet. I like the ancient Egypt version mm-hmm. of her story. It's so freaking cool. I think we all have like these. Uh, uh, so obviously comic books, they have different versions of kind of like the character. You got to keep it going, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like the uh, is it called the Silver Age or Gold Age of Vision, where he's actually a alien from a different planet. He's like an officer and he comes down to try to like regulate shit on Earth or something like that. Whatever. I don't know what really happens. Yeah, I know. But uh, it's kind of like that. where you are like, oh, uh, maybe that would have worked over the Ultron kind of storyline. Um, but I kind of like the Ultron storyline because if you read like any like a um more current, well I guess now, uh Vision has an an origins kind of like comic book. It's real quick. It's kind of like the whole Ultron and the Avengers kind of talking to him like, hey, Ultron's really bad, blah blah blah. blah. But it was kind of like uh, maybe maybe I wonder if that version would have had some success 
uh, into uh, the MCU right now, you know? But then again, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, I can't see Scarlet Witch fall in love with this alien looking dude like the Martian Manhunter. Man Hunter. <laughs> Man Hunter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's we don't know until they're flushed out because the, the pitch meeting yeah. for any of these things sounds crazy. Uh, oh, yeah. There's some orphan kid that comes from another planet. He lands here. The sun makes him super strong and flies. Like, it just sounds like, okay, are you delusional? And then when you flush it out, you see, like, Kent's growing up, Clark growing up at, in the farm, and then he, like, ventures out. He's a reporter, yeah. and then he becomes super. Like, it is amazing, but the first initial pitch, oh, yeah, uh, this one kid sees his parents die in an alley, and then he really likes bats. <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense <laughs> until you actually, like, flush it out, and then you're like, oh, but Alfred's his new dad. <laughs> it's that, just great. That's super. Yeah, that's a super good point, because now, at, uh, I mean, at this time, with that, if that, if you know, crazy ass pitch, we're all wearing Superman or Batman underwear at this point. Yeah, exactly. I'm wearing my Batman so. underwear right now. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, um, now, you know what I was thinking too, uh, and I kind of want to wrap this up because I want to leave at a, at a decent time frame. Uh, what I was kind of thinking about is would Audible be a great source of trying to pump out, um, uh, like, uh, like kind of like hype ups of like, say, Black Adam, okay? Yeah. I, he could be not like a, on everybody's radar on who he is and what his background is. Can an audible book like that, like, like the one like the Sandman with the, you know, the sounds and the acting and voice acting, would that be a good way to kind of push out these stories that they don't always want to screen on the screen? So obviously it'd be like a cheaper budget, I'm assuming. Yeah. Cause some things, you know? some things just don't play outside your imagination. Some things are too big for your, for outside of your imagination. Great place to do it because sound is a great way of kind of setting the environment. And then showing you something new. That's why I really like, I know Watchmen has kind of gotten big lately. Um, but if you, the Watchmen story is just freaking great. And I would love to see the yeah. conversation between, um, I think her name's Lori and Dr. Manhattan on Mars. Um, or is it Mars or the moon? I don't know, whatever. Um, Mars. Yeah, where he's sitting there and like, they're having this conversation and he sees the conversation from, I'm sorry, he sees the conversation from all different times. So he's having the conversation. He's like, yeah, in a few minutes, you're going to break up with me kind of thing. Mm. That scene is so amazing. And a good audiobook version of that where you can hear like the glass turning because there's, there's like a glass castle he made that's like mm. it's a clockwork castle. So you can hear like that turning in the background every so often. Like that would be fantastic in audiobook version. I do think comic books yeah. have a home in audiobooks. It's just finding the right comic book, finding the right cast. It it. it it will take time for it to become something normal. I do think it has a future though. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of pump out of uh, marketing. Cause if we were trying to get this, like, okay, so I mean, I can picture it. Black Adam comes out. Hey, here's black Adam origins that are being put, kind of pushed or maybe under uh, digital, uh, the DC, uh, comic book app. They really kind of advertise that more. But then if you have it like on all streams where everybody closes, cause not everybody's into comic books right. and not those comic book people aren't into the novel. So you're going to get, you know, those different types of, uh, of viewers or listeners. Um, so I think that'd be actually a really good idea that I feel like it couldn't cost much. Right. I mean, you don't even have to do it in this comic book format. Really. You could just tell the story of black Adam, a super, you know, I mean, maybe even like two hours, make it like super cheap yeah. and then just have someone read it you know, so, and then everybody could kind of go in with some type of background. You know, um, these audio dramas is what they, this version of, a, of an audio book is called. It's an audio drama. Um, they're, 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 of course, popular back in the big day. But now that podcasts are on the rise, there are podcasts that are doing their own audio dramas. A uh, mm. friend of the show, uh, the uh, Unpaid Programming Podcast, ran by Lawrence, 
Uh, they did a really fun story where it's a detective, old detective noir, right? But all the cast members were legendary wrestlers. So you had like Macho Man as, you know, as a, oh yeah, uh, you know. Oh, and shit. like, well, I think yeah. she's down at the bar and she wants to, you know, like, it was just this real like Macho Man Randy Savage and the one played Hulk Hogan. I think Hulk Hogan was the bad guy. And stuff like that. I don't remember exactly how it went down, but it was just, it was like us, a bunch of podcasters that wrote the story out played the characters as they grew up knowing those wrestlers and played it out themselves. It was a very fun story. It was a blast to listen to. So that was unpaid programming. Guys, check it out. But it's not, I mean, it's almost like how YouTube was, right? Where people can just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, just do it yourself. So you could take these comic books. Say you've always wanted to write your own comic book, but you're not good at drawing or something like that. Well, you could just get a couple buddies and act one out. And it's a great way to, of sharing yeah, stories. Shit. Yeah. And then that's actually, yeah, a really good idea. The audio engineering yeah. part, it takes one friend to look into it for a little bit to get the basics down. And that guy can yeah. nail it. And then he can expand his skills. And then it's a, a valuable asset. Audio engineering now is a booming market because of all this new podcasting and audiobooks that are coming out. It's a good thing to look into, anyways. Yeah. And like, seriously, kind of like what they already get these like actors to do these uh, crazy contracts and make them pretty much do anything yeah. marketing wise for it. Like kind of like WandaVision being, uh, I mean, WandaVision with the, uh, uh, I'm going to, I don't remember the names on top of my head. Some Olsen or whoever they had to do like the, all these interviews, right? right? For, for WandaVision. So why not have some sort of deal where the rock will have to like say DC's YouTube channel, whatever. Uh, the Rock kind of read an origin story of Black Adam, uh, and then with some other people, you know, it could be going you know, back and yeah, forth. Yeah, you could do a thirty minute. Oh my gosh! You could do a so thirty easy. minute story of Black Adam rise and fall in in his ancient land, and then be imprisoned, and that could be that would hype my ass up so much. Oh shit! Yeah, and you could have. Yeah. I mean, just think of it. Okay, so this is what the fun part of this conversation is: is you're sitting there and you're thinking of like, how would you depict the environment? You have the rustling sand on the wind. You would have mm-hmm. like doors that moved back then. Like I'm thinking like, you know, the old Indiana Jones, big stone doors opening, like yeah, like yeah. that sound of opening. Those all are identifiable sounds you could have in an audio drama. It would take The Rock maybe two, three hours of recording because you have to re-record stuff all the time. An audio engineer, a couple weeks to do it. The cost is very low. The hype is very yeah. high. I, that is a great oh idea. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. a great idea. I mean, the rock. The rock brings every. I mean, views just by hearing his name. But it's like, holy shit! If you, if I, yeah, you're right though. The hype would just be just turned up so much. I tell you uh, what, because I, that. we'll make an offer, Dwayne. Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> if you would like to come on the podcast and discuss this, we're gonna. I'll figure out a way to fit you on the show. Come on over. We'll yeah. chat about it. We'll talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> we're super busy. I know we're keeping separate, but I don't think if the rock ever came to the uh, Geek Freak Studio, uh, Elk Grove, California. That I don't think any of us would stay home. Like we'd all be there. So I'm Daniel sorry, but. might find a way. <laughs> he might find a way to be busy that day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would literally. Yeah, I don't give a shit what I'm doing. I tell work like, hey, I got to go home. I got an appointment. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay. I'll show you the selfies later. So <laughs> yeah. they, they'll understand. Yeah. But anyway, overall though, I mean, let's let's wrap this up. So uh, I think. I do see this as a, a future or anything like progressing that you can do yeah. maybe more of this or whatever, like we like we talked about happening for sure, especially when it comes to advertising, whatever. But for Sandman itself, 
<sighs> well, is this a re- I mean, is this a recommendation for you? Is this kind of like, do, uh, or is this like, don't? I, I do recommend this. So again, uh, we're going to be hearing a lot more of these comic books, audio comic books soon. Uh, I do recommend this for anybody who is a Sandman fan already, because then you're familiar with the, the people much more, and I might be easier for yeah. you. Um, I actually recommend segments to people. So if you were to pick a segment from this from this book to recommend to somebody as an example of how things could be done, do you have mm-hmm. a favorite? I'll I'll start with mine while you think about it. The convention with all the murderers. They were there. Like they had famous murderers mm-hmm. there. And then there was like the way they had the voices and the way they kind of had like this background sound of like when you're at a convention of just like there's people talking, but you can't really audibly hear what it is. They had that sound a lot of times. I think there was a scene where there was like they went to the bathroom, you could hear kind of the echoiness of the bathroom. It was really well done and it was much more about the conversations. So I felt like I was there next to them all chit-chatting with them. And it was some like these like yeah. big name, you know stuff like that and so i thought that was a really good scene it's actually my favorite scene from the book was there any part yeah. any scene from the book that you would use as an example of like how well comic books can be turned into audio audio dramas yeah so i referenced this one earlier and i think it's because like probably like many others where i listen to the audiobook while i'm driving was a scene with a psychopath that it uh escaped that was in the car to get to somewhere and that was what it was good. like you were really feeling for the woman that he was talking to and like threatening yeah uh he was obviously this woman's trying to get him get him to somewhere that he wants to go and he's talking about like there's like having an actual like a friendly conversation and she's really hoping the best for him right uh to get better and they talked about her husband for a little bit whatever but at the end of that car ride he does end up killing her and i just was like ah shit like you're like kind of pissed off you know because she was like really being nice and trying to help you out but then it was kind of like that eerie feeling too because You could kind of put your while driving, you can kind of put yourself in that situation or like really feel it while the story is being told to you. And that's what what I remember that was, from that, that really caught me. Yeah. Well, from what I remember the most from that scene was the tension constantly rising. Like you knew yeah, like, this yeah. is just is he, is she going to get out of this or is this just not going to go well? Like it was yeah, super yeah. tension rising moment. That was really well done. Actually, that's a good point. That's also the dyna, the dyna scene for me was tension rising moment, too. Mm-hmm, I, I've mentioned mm-hmm. this before. They did such a good job of like setting up this diner that you just felt like oh it's a normal diner and then when things went crazy with the, with the one nut job you were just like oh whoa, whoa, whoa everything's going nuts like it's like hold on we were just at a diner where we we're talking about like these different people who are living yeah. normal unique lives it was just yeah. it was really well done too so that's the yeah. thing is those segments are super good and they're just not chained together very well is the problem with this audio a hundred percent and that was that was my really issue with this book um but yeah, that's a uh, that's Sandman. Everyone, you should go check it out. I I mean, I definitely do recommend it. Obviously, maybe if someone that's more pro- I would say more professional in the audio books. I mean, I know we started this. This is our second one, yeah. uh, at least my second one ever listening oh, to. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I've uh, listened to audio books before, yeah. but this is my first. It's my first audio drama that's this long for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this is I'm brand new in audio books, so this is a um was definitely a, did not expected uh from me for sure. Yeah um go check it out i think we're gonna wrap it up and uh like i said uh before check us out in episode three i don't think i know frank's already gonna be three for three on this push to talk but i don't think i would ever be able to do a star trek episode without him <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i don't i don't think One he of these would allow that, so. i won't be here we promise you guys don't have to hear me as much as you already do i promise it won't be your fault uh but real quick well, i want to step john in on. john's really passionate too though so he is he's gonna oh yeah yeah be talking nonstop. Um, yeah if you guys want to join us for the next audiobook, we're going to be listening to X-Men Days of Future Past. It's about three hours, I want to say it is, um, and it's done by Marvel. So this one was done by DC, and DC's really leaning in on the audio dramas. 
This next one is done by Marvel, and they did a lot of these. So we're going to do, I think Daredevil was the one we're going to do after that. So we're going to do like a few of these, chaining them. Um, anyway, so check them out. If you guys want to join us, audibletrial.com backslash geekfreaks. It'll be in the description of this podcast. audibletrial.com backslash geekfreaks. Helps with the podcast. We can upgrade our mics. And the next thing, we're actually, we just got Jonathan to the equipment. Uh, he's getting a new mic, new mixer, and soundproofing the room. So all nice. his is getting upgraded soon. And that's, that's because of you guys. We really appreciate that. It's great. Nice. All right. Thank you all for listening. And uh, like I said, we hope to see you soon uh, next time. And if there's anything that you guys would like us to like, maybe bring in the conversation to us. I know. As well, I forgot to do it last time. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. Just post, post it on Twitter. That's the most active uh, that the gay freaks are where they're more most active. So uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about anything that you feel like you have an opinion on something. What about this time? Okay. So yeah. I will promise to do it this time. I'm going to do it while I'm editing it. So I know for sure. Um, what is your favorite audiobook? I think that's a good one for this. Yeah, one. sure. So we can get some ideas yeah. and maybe even some ideas for us to use in the future. So that's good. Yeah, for sure. Favorite audio. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Awesome. All right, you guys have a good one now. Thanks for listening. Bye. Do your hobbies include comic books, movies, television, and or video games? Are you always behind with the latest news in the world of nerd? Well, look no further than the Oblivion Bar, a nerd culture podcast. Scott. Hosted by Chris Hacker and Aaron Knowles, The Oblivion Bar offers a weekly review of all the latest breaking news, in-depth discussions far beyond whether Han shot first, and newsletter section, where you, the listener, send in your questions to be answered live on the show. New episodes every Monday, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. I'm just so, so freaking excited! You can also find us on Twitter, at Oblivion Bar Pod. Come join us at the Oblivion Bar Podcast. Hope to see you there.